Hello, my name is Dan Klein. I'm a partner in Seifarth's Boston office, Labor and Employment Group. I'm going to discuss today the legal obligations and issues relating to the various accommodation requests employers may receive from employees who are not able to work or telework uh, for a range of reasons, uh, especially now that the school year has resumed. Now, keep in mind, I am recording this on September 4th, 2020, so I'm covering uh, laws and developments through today's date, and things may change. Congress may pass further federal laws that protect employees from COVID-19-related absence, absences, uh, or Congress may extend the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, the FFCRA, which will be part of our discussion um, for those employers that have less than 500 employees. Um, but as of today's date, that has not been extended, and it will sunset on December 31st of this year. Um, otherwise, various state or local laws uh, or orders may be passed, which may provide employees further protections, uh, which we will not cover. Um, so let's talk about other laws that apply today uh, that may create legal obligations for accommodating employees um, and those requests you may get that are not uh, required to provide leave or, or protected absences to. Uh, so first, what, what options are available if an employee does not want to return to work or come to the work site uh, because the employee is immunocompromised due to his or her own medical condition and therefore is at risk of, of exposure to COVID-19? Well, assuming the employee's job cannot be performed remotely and, and no other position is available uh, for which the employee would not be at risk of exposure to COVID-19, uh, then the employee would likely have a right to unpaid job-protected leave, uh, either the FMLA, um, if they still if the company is subject to the FMLA and the individual has it available, um, or even if they don't have FMLA available to them, uh, as an ADA reasonable accommodation for a disability, uh, which may also come under state law. Um, so unpaid leave can be an accommodation, and that may be the accommodation of last resort here. Uh, and that would mean, keep in mind, that the position would remain open for the employee to return to when he or she is able. So part of the accommodation accommodation analysis uh, needs to take that into account. Does the job need to be performed? Does there need to be a replacement now? Or can it be held open for either an indefinite period or possibly a lengthy period until there's a, a COVID vaccine. Uh, so it's not an easy yes, but it is something that employers need to at least consider. And in a case-by-case -case basis, it may be reasonable and not an undue burden to the company in one situation, uh, whereas it may be unreasonable or an undue burden in another situation. Um, now, if employees have accrued paid time off, they may also use that towards any of that uh, accommodation leave, but otherwise it would be a job-protected unpaid leave. Um, and so that really depends on the individual having a disability and that uh, the immunocompromised status is, relates to that disability. Um, now, what happens if an employee does not want to work or return to the work site because the employee is pregnant and thus at risk uh, to COVID-19 exposure? Well, here, assuming the employee's job cannot be performed remotely and that no other position is available for which uh, they won't be at risk, uh, then the employee would likely have a right to unpaid 
job-protected leave under the FMLA, if that's available, um, or as a possibly in some states as a reasonable accommodation for pregnancy. Um, the ADA does not protect pregnancy. There's not a federal law providing a requirement to accommodate pregnancy, although it can't be uh, treated differently than other um, similar uh, non-disabled conditions that leave is provided for. Uh, but some states, keep in mind, do require accommodations for pregnancy, such as Massachusetts. Uh, so depending on the governing state um, or local law, there may be an ob- obligation to accommodate the pregnancy. Um, but otherwise, there is not a general obligation to accommodate pregnancy, and there's not a legal obligation as a result to provide them leave um, or another position. Now, that doesn't mean it's not a good idea or good employee relations. Companies are trying to be flexible during COVID-19, and, and now that we're further out, it's becoming more and more difficult. Uh, so you may consider providing an unpaid leave to a pregnant employee um, who's not able to work because of the fear of exposure, but it's not necessarily a legal obligation depending on the state you're in. Again, there may be FMLA triggered if they meet the conditions for FMLA. Now, what about an employee who wants to work but is unable to work or telework because he or she is subject to a federal, state, or local quarantine or isolation order related to covid has been advised by a healthcare provider to self-quarantine due to concerns related to COVID, or is experiencing symptoms of COVID-19 and is seeking a medical diagnosis. Those three reasons all fall within the reasons that trigger FFCRA paid sick time for up to two weeks of, of paid leave or 80 hours if your company is subject to the FFCRA. And that requires that the company be under 500 employees generally. There are some exceptions for small uh, employers under 50 and for healthcare employers. But generally speaking, if the company is under 500 employees, uh, it likely is subject to the FFCRA. And those three reasons I just discussed would enable an employee to take up to two weeks or 10 working days or 80 hours of emergency paid sick leave under the FFCRA, which is paid at the employee's regular rate of pay, Uh, for the hours they would have been scheduled, up to a maximum of $511 per day um, or $5,110 in in total for the the 10 days. Uh, So that is the cap on their regular pay. And that would be in addition to any applicable paid sick leave they might have under state or, or local law. Now, what if your company is not subject to the FFCRA, like any large company over 500 employees? Or what if the employee has exhausted their FFCRA sick leave? In that case, then state or local paid sick time laws may apply uh, to provide the employee paid sick time for one of these three reasons uh, if it meets that statute and if they still have it available. Uh, Otherwise, if they don't um, or if there's no sick time requirements, then an employer's PTO policy, vacation, personal time, sick time, etc. may apply, but it's going to be governed by the rules of that policy. And if they're not applicable or if the employee has exhausted it, there is not an obligation um, to provide the employee this type of of leave or any accommodation, again, assuming that the FFCRA is not applying. 